This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This powerful four-day message entitled, Faith is a Lifestyle, is Pastor Ray's second program in his new four-part series of lessons on the subject of faith. Having laid down a solid foundation of the nature of faith in his previous eight-day message, This is Faith, Pastor now addresses the truth behind when God's Word is acted on in faith, it ought to bring good results. In fact, God expects that the results will always be good because in God's time frame, our best human effort combined with godly hope and the divine power of faith can produce nothing less than miracles, mighty blessings, and the best results possible. As true faith walkers, our faith should be a lifestyle process that allows us to believe we have what we hope for even before we see it. Here's Pastor with more of today's unique message on the power of living by faith and not by sight. As far as I'm concerned, and maybe some of you don't agree with me, but as far as I'm concerned, I can't hear enough about faith. I mean, I listen to a lot of different things, but when I start hearing good faith teaching, it just stimulates me, it turns me on. Why? Because it reminds me of how much... I need to hear this because I am called to, to live by this. Not just the once in a while occurrence. I'm called to live by this stuff. And if I'm going to get the best that God has to offer in my life, I have to get my faith operating and working to optimum levels. How many of you are on the same page with me? You may be poor or broke or insufficient or whatever you might have lack or need in your life. Well, if you're a sight walker, you're going to look at your surroundings and say, I'm trapped. And I can't get out of this. A faith walker says, I may be here right now, but God's word says, prosperity is a reward of the righteous. Glory yes. to God. Yes. That my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Come on, are you with me? So a faith walker doesn't deny the existing situation. A faith walker just decides that I ch- I'm going to believe God's word over what my circumstances are telling me. So there's a way out. There's a way out of whatever you're trapped by. There's a way out. You have to accept God's word and you have to walk it out by faith. And let me tell you what, your senses are going to want to talk, talk you out of it every day. The devil works in the realm of senses and he'll tell you you're sick and you're going to die. You're sick and never going to get well. He's going to come and tell you you're poor, broken, insufficient and you're never going to come out of this. You live in this tiny little apartment. It's hot. It's cold. It, it's, it's lousy. And you're, you're stuck because, 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 because. But if you're walking by faith, you're not listening to that and you're declaring from the word of God what God says, that my God shall supply. My God has a future for me. Come on. Prosperity is the reward of the righteous and I'm one of God's righteous ones. So we walk by faith. We're supposed to be walking by the knowledge of God's word, not by what we see in this realm. Faith overrides everything that's going on in the natural. Amen. Faith overrides your sickness. Faith overrides your poverty. Faith overrides your lack, your insufficiency, your lack of whatever it is. By faith, you take it and override it. 
and you declare God's word. So we're called to walk this way every day of our life. We looked at those two. Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And we were there last week, but let's just go back. And it says, now there's another reason why faith is so important. He says, verse 6, he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, everybody say diligently, diligently seek him. All right. So let's go back. It says, without faith, notice it doesn't say it's hard. It says, it, it says it's impossible. Without faith, it's not hard. It is absolutely impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please. Why? Because God is a faith God. God doesn't respond to your tears and crying. I mean, that's fine. We get, you know, we, we get emotional. I understand that. And we are humans and we do have emotions. And, you know, I, I, but you can't live by your emotions. You're called to live by faith. Did, did you all hear what I just said? Some of you just went, pshoom, went right over your head. God didn't say to live by your emotions because your emotions will jerk you every which way. But hope in God's word and faith in God's word, as the word says, is the anchor of my soul. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me fixed in place. That's why I've got to walk by faith, faith in God's word and what God said, because what God said is more real than what this natural realm is saying. Can you get that? Can you get that? So, so I said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to him must know that he exists. It begins by knowing that God exists. But a lot of people live in that realm solely. Well, I believe in God. How come nothing's changing for me? I believe in God. If God wanted to heal me, he would heal me. That is a cop out. That's not the way God set the system up. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith must be expressed in order for a desire to be manifested. Faith must be expressed in order for a desire to be manifested. Without faith, it is impossible. It is purely, absolutely, 150% impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And anyone who comes to Him, notice you go to God. You don't look at, well, God, if you want to heal me, you'll heal me. No, you go to God. Anyone who comes to Him must know that he exists, he is real. And not only that he exists, but that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, notice that it says, it doesn't say that he is a rewarder, period, the end. Anyone who comes to God must know that he exists. Without, let, me, let me start from the beginning. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And anyone who comes to God must know that he exists. And that he is a rewarder. Some of you like to just put a period right there. He said he is a rewarder of those. Those, that means that's not everybody. Oh, come on. Come on, wait, wait. You all didn't hear me. If he says those, that means that doesn't mean all. It means those who diligently seek him. That's, that, is an, that is a class of people. That's a class of people. He didn't say, without faith it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must know that he exists and that he is a rewarder of everybody. He didn't say that. He's a rewarder of every believer. He didn't say that. He said, without faith it is impossible to please God. And anyone who comes to him, comes to him, comes to him, 
come, that means that you are in the act of going to God and being before the Father and being in the presence of the Father. Come on, are you catching it? You, you can't live 100 miles away from God and think you're going to end up blessed. He said anyone who comes to him, that means with humble, total abandonment, comes to him, must know that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those, let me, let me add something here, those and only those who diligently seek him. If there's no diligently seeking him, there ain't no reward. And people wonder, well, you know, well, how come I don't, you know, how come everybody gets blessed or I don't? Well, well maybe, maybe you just haven't been diligent about your seeking after God. You see, we're going to learn something today. You've got you to gotta seek God in the good days as well as the not so good days. You've got to follow God when it's easy and you've got to follow God when it's hard. You've got to follow God when it feels good and you've got to follow God when it don't. You've you got to follow God when it measures up with your thinking and your own preconceived ideas and notions. And you also got to follow God when it doesn't. You've you got to follow God more than you follow your own thinking or stinking thinking, might, might I say. Thou faith's impossible, please him. Anyone who comes to him must know that he exists and he is the rewarder of those who diligently, that's a class of people, diligently seek him. It's the diligent seekers that are going to end up with the but. See, I like to say, you've heard me say this before, but you see, you can't be a part-time believer and think you're going to get full-time rewards. It doesn't work. That's not how God set up the system. God wants to be sought. God wants to see faith expressed. And you know, faith really is expressed when things are not going well. It's easy to say, oh, I'm in faith. Look at me. I'm blessed. Got my new car. Got my new house. Got my new clothes. I'm walking in the blessing of God. But what are you saying when you don't have the new car or they come and take the car and you lost the shoes and the clothes wore out? What do you say then? What is your confession then? Are you still declaring that, you, that, that, that God is your source and you are trusting him? You got to trust him in the good times as well as the not so good times. See... See, unfortunately, unfortunately, some of us, you know, think that this is a cakewalk. He didn't say it was a cake. He said it's a faith walk. You think it's supposed to be easy. It's not always easy. That's what identifies faith. Faith says no matter what, I'm on course and I'm not moving. I'm going to follow God right to the end. Now, now this word diligently, uh, this is a definition. To seek diligently or earnestly after God... With a sincere and earnest desire, listen, to obtain his favor or to obtain his touch, to obtain his blessing, to, to invite him into my life. Seeking after God with full abandonment and saying, God, without you, I can't succeed. Without you in my life, I can't progress. Come on, without you in my life, I'm lost. I'm nothing. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And anyone who comes to him must know that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, with total self-abandonment, into the things of God. Am I speaking to anybody in this house? See, we have too many, too many people who are playing footsie with God and, and, and you're trying to work your faith and your faith ain't working because you're not doing it. You're not giving it all to him. You want to hold on to some of it. 
You want to hold back on the word of God. You don't want to do the whole word of God because it's scary to you. Sounds like the story we read last week. If you were here and we looked at Numbers 13 when God said, tell the children of Israel to go spy out the land which I am giving to them. It's their land. Go send 12 spies. And 12 spies came. 10 came back with a really, really bad report. But two came back and said, come on, we are well able to do it. Why did the 10 come back? Because they were afraid of what they saw like a lot of believers today. They're afraid to just jump in and to give God their all. And they're playing footsie with the waves. One foot in, one foot out. One foot in, one foot out. It's like a dance you're doing with God. And you wonder why life is always the same. Because, and blessings are not coming. Because anyone who comes to God must know that he exists with faith. And that he is a rewarder. I said he is a rewarder of those and only those who diligently seek him, not just part-time seek him. Seek him every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, seeking him, following after him, loving him, and relying on him for your every breath. That's what brings the reward back into your life. You see, those who diligently seek him, looking to God and realizing, look, I know like God, without you in my life and without your anointing upon my life, I am nothing. I can do nothing. I can go nowhere and accomplish. I could get nothing done in my life if it were not for you. I need your anointing and your touch and your blessing in my life. That's the kind of faith that gets blessed. Let's not just reduce faith to a formula. It is a formula. We learn how to operate our faith. But it is much deeper than a formula. It's a total giving over of oneself in total self-abandonment to God and his ways. And God says for a person who gives himself over in total self-abandonment to my ways comes up with a reward and is blessed in their life. You want the blessing of God, you got to do it God's way. You can't do it your way. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. Let's go over to the book of Joshua. And I can hear it in the spirit. Some people say, oh man, this stuff is tough. This is hard. I don't want to be a Christian because it's too hard. It's not hard. This is the easiest thing you could ever do. This is the easiest thing you could ever do with your life. Is just give your life to Jesus and and start walking after a life of true faith, trusting him. Now, last week when we were talking about the desert experience, we found, we saw what happened, that 10 of them came back, as I just said, and they gave a bad report, an evil report. The people, the the masses, the congregation of Israel believed the bad report of the 10. And it still kind of isn't amazing, it still amazes me how effective the bad report is. How effective when a bad report comes, how it, it, it just seems to get people and it brings it down, it spreads like wildfire. Why didn't they believe the two? Well, I'll tell you why, because the whole congregation was in the flesh. You see, the Bible says that flesh bringeth forth flesh, but the spirit gives life to the spirit, but the flesh counts for nothing. You know what I'm talking about? When you're in the flesh, all you're doing is, is creating more flesh. So they believed the evil report because there was nobody there in faith. They were all, they were all in unbelief and all fleshed out and in, 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 in the flesh, in the flesh, flesh. They were just flesh, like some of you this morning, they were just fleshed out. I know you look really good, but I know you're fleshed out. 
flesh, flesh, flesh. So they couldn't believe the report of the two that came back. And remember, remember uh, Caleb got up and, and is preaching to them and preaching this good message. And, and what was their answer to that? Let's stone them. Of course, that's always the answer. Kill the leader. Let's raise up a, a new leader to take us out of, take us back to Egypt. And, and that's always the answer too, right? Let's change leaders. Now, I have news for you. You can change leaders all you want. You go with you wherever you go. <laughs> And it's usually not the leader's fault or the leader's problem. It's your heart that goes hard and is dead. And hallelujah, God. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Thank you for the two and a half hand claps. But I'm just saying. Come on, I don't mean to be rough on this Sunday morning. But we're talking about giving our lives totally over. These people were resistant. They want to believe God. They want to do it their own way. So, now you hear a lot about Joshua because he's always quoted and he's, you know, in several places. And, but Caleb is equally as important. He didn't have a whole book dedicated to him. But in the book of Joshua, there's a portion of Scripture, and I want to go to it. And this would be um, Joshua 14. We're going to start at verse 6. There's a portion of Scripture that talks about Caleb and his part in all of this. And I want to read this through, and we'll make some comments. I think you'll be blessed by it. So it says here in verse 6, it says, The uh, the children of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. So he's talking now, he says, he's talking to, to Joshua, he said, Joshua, you remember the word way back there in Kadesh Barnea, when God said that, get the twelve spies, I'm taking you into the land that flows with milk and honey, and, and go, go and take a look at it. So you remember the word that the, that the Lord spoke. And he says here, listen to this, very interesting. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Now, I love that. He was 40 years old. We find out in a a minute that right now he is 85 years old. So for 45 years, this man stood waiting for the promise of God to come to pass in his life, just like God spoke it. See, some of you, uh, you started giving six weeks ago and you're ready to quit because nothing has happened. You didn't get a windfall. This man waited 45 years believing, standing, testifying. And notice this, that he had to live with this disgruntled, unbelieving group of people who resisted God and would not listen to God, would not listen to Moses, would not listen to Joshua, would not listen to Caleb, refused to listen to Aaron, would not listen to anybody who was trying to talk them into faith. And this man had to live with them for 45 years. And yet, he still had faith. He was still, you ready? Hold on to your seat. He was still diligently seeking after God. He didn't let the negative report of others drive him away from the Lord or from the promise, like many of you. What people say, what people do, how they interact with you, discourage you. I know people have been driven out of church because somebody offended them. Why would you do that? You see, see, you're never going to come up blessed until you diligently seek after God. You've got to diligently remember without faith it is impossible to please God and anyone comes to him must know the existence that he is a rewarder, a rewarder, a rewarder, a rewarder of those, of those, of those, of those who diligently seek him. 
It's a class of people, those who diligently seek him. Are you in that class of people, those who diligently seek him? You're a diligent seeker all the time, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You're diligently seeking after the Lord. You're sticking with the word. You're remembering the promises of God. You're allowing your faith to grow and to get stronger and to abound. You're walking by faith and not by sight. You're living by faith every single day of your life. This is what brings results. It's not this playing footsie with God. And I think that many Christians, and unfortunately have to say this, and I'm, I don't mean to offend anybody, and I don't mean to, I'm not meddling with another man's ministry, but a lot of what I hear and what I see, a lot of ministries today, have people inoculated with this sleeping potion. Think, Everything's going to be great. Hallelujah. God loves you. Yes, God, lo- God does love you, but that doesn't mean everything's going to be great. The reward comes from diligently seeking after him. The reward comes from hunting after God and and giving your whole life to Him. Let's not take that out of the equation and make it so simple. I mean, it is simple, but let's not make it so so that it sounds like I don't have to do anything. I can live like a sinner. I can do whatever I want. I can be unbelieving and doubting and and, and resistant to God's Word and think that I'm going to end up being blessed. I'm not getting too many amens, I'll tell you what. I heard a few oh no's out there, but I didn't hear too many amens. But it's the truth because I, I wonder, see, see I, I, would, I would be remiss as a pastor to just preach you pie in the sky preaching and telling you, oh, everything's going to be fine. Well, yeah, for those who are diligently seeking God. You've got to be a diligent seeker of God. So, so, so here he says, I was 40 years old when Moses, just serving the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to, to spy out the land. And, and I like this, but he says, I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. See, faith was in his heart because he was pursuing God. I mean, this is proven out because 45 years later, he's still pursuing the same God. He's still believing the same promise, even though it hadn't come to pass yet. He's still believing God 45 years later. He said, as it was in my heart. What's in your heart? Is the word of God in your heart? Is faith in your heart? Is trust in your heart? He said, I brought back word as it was in my heart. All right. So now listen to what it says. It says, nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt because of the bad report. Right. They all turned against. He said, but listen, he said, but I wholly followed the Lord, my God. I wholly followed the Lord, my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever because you have wholly Followed the Lord my God. Say it with me. Because he wholly followed the Lord his God. That promise hasn't changed. We just saw that in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please God. And anyone who comes to him must know that he exists and that he is a rewarder, a rewarder, a rewarder of those, of those, of those who diligently seek after him. See, it pays to seek and to serve God. It pays to give your life and your heart to the living God. It pays to trust Him with everything you have, everything you are, and everything you ever hope to be. It pays to trust Him with your your family, with your life, with your health, with your future, with your business, with your money, with with, with your brain. It pays, it pays to trust Him in faith and not try to walk this out on your own. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 